Welcome to the Dr. Diamond Podcast, where doctors learn from industry experts proven methods to grow their practices like the top 1%. And now your hosts, president of OfficeAutomated.com, Robert Barton, and the CEO of New Patient Group, founder of the Dr. Diamond Club, national keynote speaker and featured in Dental Economics, Forbes, and CNBC, Brian Wright. Hey, podcast listeners, appreciate you tuning in. Welcome inside the broadcast booth. This is Brian Wright, and I'm going to be riding solo today. We're going to be talking about the disconnect between famous sports organizations and what the vast majority of businesses do to try to get their employees uh, to become great, better than the competition. Hope everybody had a great 4th of July. We had a great time, a lot of neighbors over, uh, shot off fireworks, the kids had a blast, and uh, just enjoying a Friday here in Houston. And looking forward to getting into this topic. And there's four words, and you guys have heard us talk about it. If you're one of the loyal listeners, the many loyal listeners out there, as we always appreciate, you've heard us talk about repetitively on this podcast. And ironically, I use the word repetitively because that's one of the four words I'm about to use now. It's those pillars of growth. If you want your employees to become great, if you want to be a great organization that constantly outperforms competition, there's four words that you need to have embedded in your brain. These four words are absent from over 99% of the businesses. Only the top 1%ers, you've heard us reference it many times before, the Walt Disney's, the Starbucks, uh, Ritz-Carlton, Four Seasons, companies like that, they have these four words as part of their mission, as part of their belief, of part of their way of doing things. It always goes back to the four words that we're going to get into today. Okay, And the first one is practice. Look, guys, let's let's take, and if you're not a sports fan and you're tuning in today, this is still going to make sense to you because of how I believe that I'm going to be able to articulate it today. And as I told everybody before and many times, look, our brains work in images. So it's my job inside the broadcast booth to, to articulate it in a way that builds the image in the mind of people that aren't sports fans. If you are a sports fan, you already have that image in your mind and you understand practice is what makes perfect. It's what makes the great athletes great. The great athletes obviously have the talent, the Michael Jordans, the Hakeem Olajuwans, the Jose Altuves. I I throw out an Altuve here because I'm a Houston guy. But the difference between them and all the rest is not just is not just the talent. You've got to have something special inside you for the practice to really pay off to make you one of the greatest of all times. But practice makes even the worst athlete in Little League better. But if you practice like the Jose Altuves, the Michael Jordans, the Hakeem Olajuwans. If you practice like those, that's how you become the finest in the game. And there's no substitute for it. They all work harder than everybody else. They all practice harder. They all make sure practice is made harder than the game. They all do it. It's the same trait with all the most famous athletes. I get asked because when I was an umpire in professional baseball, I do a lot of coaching of baseball here in Houston locally. Did some nationwide stuff, but now because obviously everything we have going on with New Patient Group, this podcast, and others don't really have time for it, but I still hang out uh, or help out, excuse me, here locally in Houston at, if you're a baseball fan, you guys know the the name, Hunter Pence's facility. Uh, Did some coaching for them. And parents used to always come up and say, hey, look, how do I make my kid great at this? And it's no different than how do I make my employees great? And I tell that to people, especially ones that own their own business. That conversation's hilarious. 
when you really get down to it, I'm like, you know, guys, what do you do to make your employees great? It's no different than making your kid great. There is no magic pill to make your kid great at sports or to make your employees great inside your business. It, there's no magic pill. The magic pill is summarized in four words that we're going to talk about today. And that first one is practice. That's what I said. You've got to first, you've got to be willing to practice harder than everybody else. You have to be willing to take practice seriously. You have to have a goal of coming out of every practice better than you went into it before. Practice makes perfect. And when you do that, your talent that you have is going to not only be able to come out at higher levels, you'll be able to see how great your kid is or how great your son that's now adult that plays in college baseball or maybe he's in the pros or high school, whatever it is. You're going to be able to see how great that person is, that kid is. Only if they're willing to practice harder than everybody else. You will never create a superstar, whether it's inside your practice, inside your business, or on your team that is unwilling to practice harder than everybody else. It's impossible. You go to every single, that, that's the difference between all of the ones that have the quote unquote potential word. That potential word is, that, that potential word is extremely scary. We've all heard the athletes. You can see them all over YouTube. What happened to this player? He was great for a while and fell off. Or he never even became great. And the answer always goes back to practice. And the other three words that we're about to talk about as well. You have to be willing to practice. And that's that disconnect. If you go into these famous sports organizations, these four words are embedded on the walls. They're embedded in everything they do. It's an expectation coming into work for those organizations. And the first one is we are going to practice harder than everybody else. There is not another team. And remember inside your business, inside your business, you're a team. You've got to look at it that way. Inside your business is your locker room, is your culture which is another word that could be thrown in for today because you have to have it. Otherwise, you have to have an excellent culture. Otherwise, you can practice all you want. But as the famous word says, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So you can practice. You can do all the other things we're talking about. If your culture stinks, guess what? It's not going to work. And that's why management always has to improve along with the staff. All the things I'm talking about today go for you as a business owner as well. Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm busy. I don't have time. Well, guess what? You need to get over it. Because the facts are you do have time because you have to make the time to make sure you improve all the time because you as a leader can't ask your people to become better if you are unwilling to become better at all the commercial aspects of your job as well. You have to do it. There's no ifs. There's no I don't have times. You have to do it. And it's with practice. No different than your players, management, coaches, etc. An analogy of what you guys are as a business leader, a business owner. You and your office manager and all the other leadership team members have to be willing to practice and constantly get better too. No different. So practice is that first word embedded in your brain. Making employees great, making your organization great comes with practice. Comes with practice. Now the next one is repetition. You've heard me repeat what I just said in that first word of practice. You probably heard me say it 10 times and it's because human beings learn on a repetitive basis. There's a reason why the consumer psychology principle of effective frequency that a lot of you have heard me talk about. 
Effective frequency talks about the amount of times human beings need to hear a message before they're likely to learn it, make a decision to buy it, uh, refer to your business, whatever it may be. Buy, go online, uh, maybe fill out a contact form, whatever it may be. And that word is upwards of 20 times before people are going to buy or make a decision in your favor at a high level. That doesn't mean it stops there, but if you want to have it happen at a high level 20 times, and that's science talking, that's not Brian Wright talking, that's not my company new patient group talking, that's science, psychology. We all need to hear things on a repetitive basis. Has to happen. Absolutely has to happen. So repetition, meaning that the practice is great, but the way the famous athletes do it, better than everybody. Now, all athletes, repetition is important, and they all have it to some extent. More than almost every business on the planet. Because you know listening right now that you guys don't practice with your people on a repetitive basis. If you're our client listening, you know you do. But all the other listeners out there, whether you're a restaurant owner, whether you own a healthcare practice, whether you're an oil and gas company, the list goes on and on. Now, it's more prevalent and understood outside of healthcare. That's when it's a real problem inside the healthcare environment. For those of you not in healthcare that are listening, repetition doesn't exist. It, it exists to some extent on the clinical side, but it's non-existent on the commercial side, which makes up more than 80-90% of any healthcare practice. You can list off hundreds of commercial things that happen every single day with a team that carries it out that have no ongoing training or expertise to do any of it. And that's that disconnect, again, between the most famous sports organizations, the most famous athletes, and 99% of businesses. There's no repetition. And that repetition is so very, very important for science psychology reasons. You don't learn how to fix the loop in your swing in a day. And once you get that loop out of your swing, you've got to keep practicing it. Otherwise, that loop is going to return. Now, everybody who follows sports knows that. It's common sense. Not common sense, but everybody understands it. They've learned it. It's repetition. Thousand ground balls a day. Thousand swings a day. Thousand jump shots a day. Run a thousand routes a day and practice with football. That is all understood. It's all the way it is. And that's how people are good. That's how they're great. That's how they remain great. But the second you start talking about that inside a business, people look at you like you're crazy. What do you mean? We've already practiced that. Why are we working on this again? We just did this last month. We're already good at this. Why are we doing it? Oh, I don't think we have time for that. We have patience on the schedule. It's just a total disconnect between what makes people great, what makes organizations great in sports as opposed to what makes organizations great in business. And it's no different. The same exact principles apply. So you have to have practice, which means you have to have time blocked on your schedule, whether it be if you're a restaurant. You've got to do it either before hours, either after hours, or you have to have time blocked during the day. If you're a healthcare practice, no different. You need to block time every single week to do this. Our clients do it. And that's the reason why our clients destroy their competition. They do the things that nobody else does. See, there's no trick. See, the four words we're talking about today in this disconnect between the finest sports organizations, the finest athletes, and what the most or what most businesses do to grow. The disconnect there is what most businesses do to grow. Ah, we need to do postcard campaigns. We're fine internally. 
I hear people tell me this all the time and it just makes us laugh because their disconnect between what is actually happening inside their doors is just, it's mind-blowing sometimes because those are the ones that are out billboards, radio, t-shirts. Let's do everything we can throughout the community. Pay-per-click, all this great stuff. Meanwhile, inside, the four words we're talking about are completely absent from their organization. And yet, when you have this conversation with a lot of people, they still can't wrap their head around it. And that's the difference, again, like we talk about, is there's a reason why you have the top 1%. You have people like Steve Jobs, all the people you see up on Shark Tank. The list goes on and on. There's a reason why they are who they are. And the 99% is who they is, or are who they are, excuse me. There's a reason for that. There's absolutely a reason for that. And that what we're talking about today is the number one way that you get to the top 1%. Whether you want to be a Rich Carlton, if you're a hotel listening out there, whether you want to be one of the finest restaurants on the planet, if you're a restaurant owner listening out there, if you want to be the highest producing most efficient, profitable practice in healthcare. It all applies, these four words, because the third one, after you've practiced and you've done it over and over and over and over and over again every week for life, and that's that repetition word, really it all goes to remaining consistent, which is so hard for human beings to do. And it's much easier to talk about than it is to actually do because we all have our faults with consistency. I have my faults with consistency. My biggest fault with consistency is getting myself to wake up before the day starts and go jog around the lake that we live on. And that, I love. The days always go better whenever I remain consistent and jog around that lake. They always go better, feel better. You get the blood pumping in the morning. And just a health tip for everybody out there. My wife and I are pretty healthy, so we we dive into a lot of stuff is this idea of I'm going to run three miles or two miles or eight miles. You're killing muscle. And it's actually, there's all kinds of studies, newer studies as well, really coming out rampant that it's not good for you. So when you go jog, just get the heart pumping, get a nice sweat going, come back and lift weights because otherwise you will destroy your muscle in the process. And there's all kinds of health videos, studies, WebMDs coming out with a lot on how bad it is for you to run long distances, both internally on your joints, mentally, muscle killers, all kinds of things. So just wanted to throw that out there as a, as a little added tip today. You never know what you're going to learn on the podcast, right? right, everybody? So back to what we're talking about, the consistency. People, it's very hard to remain consistent. And that is the difference. Again, another one between the athletes, the famous ones that commit to the practice, commit to the repetition, and then remain consistent with the practice and the repetition. So important. Doing a thousand jump shots a day for three months and then stop. Oh, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm already good. Let's find something new to do, blah, blah, blah. And that's the mentality inside businesses. I think we're pretty good at this. Let's move on to something else. And while I understand it and it's okay to move on to something else, you want to keep learning new things. But you can't stop working on the routine that got you there in the first place. You have to keep working on the things you're already great at. And it's so difficult for most people. So difficult for most people. You've got to remain consistent. 
our clients listening out there, those operational success meetings that you have week after week after week. It's so easy as you grow and there's more and more people on your schedule and there's more of the right new patients calling you and being scheduled. It's so easy to go, poof, boy, that one hour a week, we need to book people. It's so easy to fall into that mentality, to fall into that mentality trap of looking at your schedule as production instead of those meetings as production. It's so easy to fall into that trap. Don't do it. Remain consistent. Remain consistent. I'm going to say it again. Remain consistent. Everybody, whether you're a client or not, or you're just listening in with your business in your personal life, you've got to remain consistent with it. Don't fall into the trap. Have the discipline to remain consistent with the repetition. And that repetition is practice at a high level, making practice harder than the game. When you role play the new patient telephone call at your practice, or you role play a telephone call at your restaurant and how to handle someone who hasn't been there before, not only does that need to be done weekly, but you need to make it hard. Yeah, you also need to make it easy, just get through the foundation of the training. But once you get better and better, those calls need to be harder than they'll ever be in real life. And that's how you make a hard a practice harder than the game. I tell this story when I speak. So if you've heard me speak, you've heard this probably before. But when I was coaching a lot for Hunter Pence's facility, uh, I had this 10-year-old uh, select team this one year. And just a great group of kids. Uh, just, they're just so cute and so funny because the attention span, for anybody who knows baseball out there, uh, baseball is, first of all, it, it cracks me up because it looks like one of the slowest moving sports. It's the fastest moving sport there is. There's no other sport that does 97 miles per hour with late movement that comes off 100 miles per hour plus off the bat at you when you're that short a distance away. It's the fastest moving sport on the planet. And it's also extremely mental. Extremely mental because the vast majority of times you're going to fail when you, the best hitters ever fail, you know, 70% of the time-ish. You bat 300, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, but that also means you just got out seven out of every 10 plate appearances. It's very mental. But the point being, back to practice with that 10-year-old team, what I did was I used to throw fly balls way high up into the air, just these moonbeams up into the clouds. And rarely would they ever be able to catch them in practice. And sure, we also did the shorter ones. You've got to build confidence. They've got to see it in their glove. They do have to see that, of course. But the point being is, is the majority of fly balls I threw were way higher than they would ever see in a game. And we used to play in some tournaments with teams that they had better talent. We played in some tournaments that were kind of up a level from us. So the only way we could compete is if we made all the routine plays. Couldn't compete with errors. And our team would always catch fly balls better than the teams we played. And the reason being is, is that once the game started, once the game started, it was easy. Oh, here's this little short pop-up coming. Boop, I've got it. No problem. Because they've seen all these higher fly balls in practice. So the game became easy. And it's no different than role-playing with your employees, regardless of the type of business you have. You've got to role-play with them. The easy ones to build confidence, to give praise. Yes, you've got to do that. But they also have to see constant situations that are going to be harder than they'll ever face. Whether it be a patient complaining. Whether it be a new patient call trying to overcome a price increase. 
whether it be objections when you're presenting money to somebody. There's hundreds of examples. You've got to make those difficult. And it's got to be consistent. It's got to be repetitive. And you have to practice, practice, practice. Because when they do face those situations, your people are going to be better than everybody else. And that's why you are going to convert. And that's why the top 1% grow from the inside out. The inside out. We're not saying that you don't go out and do outside marketing. That stuff's great, but it's only great once inside has all these philosophies and foundation in place. That leads to what you've all heard me talk about so many times. Accountability. Management listening. It's the reason why the come and go consultant model that avoids telling management the truth and how it is does not work. It's not the consultant's ideas. The vast majority of consultants I've seen have good ideas. There's exceptions, but a lot of the ideas are good. But the ideas remain on a shelf because there's no accountability. And then there's no consistency. And then there's no repetition and there's no practice. Or the practice does not go on long enough, repetitively and consistently enough to make it work. But the first and foremost thing, even though I'm listing this as number four, it's last but not least. Management has to hold their people accountable and you have to hold yourselves accountable for practice, repetition, and consistency. And you have to have accountability consequence measures in place for people in your organization that aren't improving. When you see or when you hear that mystery call, using the new patient call as an example, when you hear that, if your people are not following the practice, if they are not improving You need to have consequence measures, whether you write them up, whatever it may be. Without that, it is literally impossible to become the Ritz-Carlton. How do you think the Starbucks, Ritz-Carlton, Walt Disney, Four Seasons, the people that work for New Patient Group, why do you think that they're great at what they do? Exceptional. It's because management holds them accountable for a level of excellence, a standard of excellence that goes above and beyond any of their competition. And it's not about running a dictatorship, but it is about running an extremely tight ship where employees know that they will not be able to get away with anything other than superiority and excellence over the competition. Not only do they have to know that going in, but once they work there, they need to respect you, but they need to know that you mean business. If you have a system, the new patient call, Everybody will be trained to follow that system. They'll follow it to a T and they're going to be great at it. You have a system on how to present money. Every treatment coordinator presents to that system exactly the same way. They don't do it themselves. And that goes back to the finest sports organizations. This one is my favorite. In order to become great as an organization, you have to have systems defined for everything. And you have to train your people how to follow the systems. They don't get to do it their own way. And right now, your business, that's not the case. Our client's different story, but it's not the case. Right now, every person that answers the phone at your practice does it their own way. Right now, every person that presents money at your practice does it their own way. Right now, every one of your hygienists does it their own way. 
Right now, your patient experience, regardless of who's in charge of it for that day, they do it their own way. The list goes on and on and on. Following up with treatment with patients that didn't buy the first time, people who follow up, how does that phone call go? I promise you they're doing it their own way. There's hundreds of examples that occur daily. Now, in the finest sports organizations, in the finest organizations, period, Ritz-Carlton, you know the names, that's not the way it works. Joe, Bobby, Susie, and Tommy are all trained on this is the way we do the new patient call. You will follow it. Here's the training. You will get better every week. You're going to be held accountable, and you're out of here, pal, if you don't follow it and become great. You have six months to become exceptional at it. And then after that, we're going to have ongoing training to keep you exceptional. That's how they do it. Now, you say this. A lot of people go, yeah, it makes sense, but eh, I'd rather go spend money on postcards. And that's fine if that's your mentality. And it doesn't mean you're going to fail as a business because that, if that was the case, then 99% of dental practices, orthodontic practices included, every other type of healthcare practice would go out of business because that's how you all run it. So it doesn't mean you're going to go out of business. However, it does mean that you are going to lose millions of dollars that would otherwise go in your pocket over the course of your career. And if you're okay with that, do it the easy way. But if you have this urge to become great, if you have this urge to have a total takeover of your community, and you have this urge to know that the consumers in dentistry and orthodontics are changing dramatically, in all other healthcare practice, we have plastic surgery clients, pedo clients, it's changing dramatically. And you got to understand that the only way that you remain ahead of competition and ahead of that change is by wanting to become great. And that's what this podcast and that's what our Diamond Club is all about. It's learning the ways of the top one percenters so you can make both your practice and your business great. The top one percenters clinically talk in the Diamond Club about how to make it better clinically. Commercial executives that are the top one percenters talk about how to make it great commercially. And about 80 to 90% of our presentations focus on the commercial. Why? Because about 80 to 90% of your practice is business. It's business. You may not like to hear it, but if you list all the clinical things that occur daily at your practice and you let me list all the commercial things that occur daily at your practice, the commercial things will outnumber the clinical things eight to nine to one. Every single time. Every time. So you as management have to hold your people accountable. There has to be that adult in the room at all times. Practice, repetition, consistency, accountability. And going back one more thing, I want to get through the systems part that I was just talking about. I'm going to list off the San Antonio Spurs and the New England Patriots. If you're a big NBA fan and or NFL fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, the reason these teams are good year in and year out, and they lose people, it's not like they have the exact same talent year in and year out. There's three reasons why they're exceptional outside of practice, repetition, consistency, accountability. And that goes back to why they're great. But these three things are they define systems. They have their way of doing it. It's the San Antonio Spurs way of doing it. It's the New England Patriots way of doing it. Whoever comes in, that's number one. Number two is whoever is going to be a part of that organization is going to be trained to follow those systems at the highest possible level. You don't get to step on the court and run your own offense. No, you follow the system. You don't get to run your own routes on the football field. No, you follow the system, the training, the footwork, etc. 
Now, obviously, it helps to have great talent. When you have Tim Duncan, one of the greatest power forwards of all time, when you have Tom Brady, who I believe is the best quarterback of all time, obviously, it makes it easier. However, the reason why they're great is that talent allows management to train them to the system. That talent doesn't say, well, I want to do it my own way. Or that talent doesn't say, I don't want to follow a script, which we hear all the time. Well, I've been doing it this way forever. Well, guess what? We don't care how you've been doing it. And that is management. Of course, you want to hear your employees out, but you should be saying the same thing. Look, we don't care. This is the system that you are going to be following. And that's what Ritz Carlton, the San Antonio Spurs, the New England Patriots, Starbucks, that's what they all do. That's what they all do. And then to wrap it up, management, coaches, etc., hold those people accountable to it. Or those people are out. And they don't go, well, I don't want to get rid of Nancy or Susie or Bobby because then I have to hire somebody and we've got to go through the training process. Well, that's why you should have training videos built out for everybody in every position in your organization. So if Johnny gets hired as a new dental assistant, he sits there and watches pictures and videos of people setting up every tray for you. Which means, again, you have to be proactive instead of reactive about your business. But you could take an hour a week for a month and have that done for life. You never have to talk to yourself again. That's why, for those of you who don't know our practice growth platform, that's why it exists, among other reasons, is to help automate and onboard employees from a training perspective. How do you, how you do the phones, how you present money, how you set up a tray, etc. But that means you have to be willing to work on your business and build those videos out using an iPhone. It doesn't take long but it does take work. Again, the difference between what the top one percenters will do versus the 99 percenters. The top one percenters are constantly working on their business, constantly, until it's built out in a way that's scalable and then they can reap the rewards from that work. The 99, oh, videos, oh, that's so much work. I don't want to do that. And that's how most people react to it. I think even those people understand and see the beauty of it They just won't do the work to knock it out. They don't do the work to knock it out. So accountability is that final one. You can't let your employees run the show. You have to run the show and you've got to do it in a way where if the team doesn't follow it, the team is out of there. Because this talent has to be willing and able to follow the systems and be held accountable to the system. So those four words, it all goes back to practice repetition, consistency, accountability. Do them at higher levels in your competition and your competition cannot compete with you. They cannot compete with you. Become the finest internally and then when you do digital, when you do external, whatever it may be, that's when the return on investment skyrockets. Because of the reasons we talked about today. Have a great upcoming weekend, everybody. Looking forward to talking to you next week. Again, hope you had a happy 4th of July. And again, appreciate the, the, the listeners out there, guys. It means a lot to us. We have a passion of what we do and passion for helping people. And what we really think is not only we have this large healthcare following now, these principles have spread and now we have these business owners across multiple professions listening in. And these things, we've gotten notes and emails from people just saying thank you. You know, we've implemented these philosophies into our restaurant, et cetera, and it's just growing us like crazy. So really appreciate it to everybody out there. It means a lot. Uh, we have a new website launching as well. So if you're listening, our current website, and we know our current website does not do us justice at all. As a matter of fact, I believe I told my team the other day, I think we lose 
uh, quite a bit of business uh, because of how our current website is. Our current website looks good. It just doesn't articulate anything uh, that we do properly. So we've been working for about eight months on a new website. It's really coming along great and it's due to launch next week. So make sure to check it out. There'll be a lot of great things. You can listen to this podcast on there. There'll be live webinars, recorded webinars, just a lot of really neat things in what we call the Learning Center tab. Uh, So anyway, appreciate it again, guys. Thanks for your loyal following. We'll talk to everybody soon. Bye-bye.